Hey everyone and welcome to 121 in Flux. I am Peter, that is Connor, and we talk about movies on this show. It is March, this March is the month of the bat because it is Batman's 80th birthday and Detective Comics 1000 is coming out. So because of that, we have been working our way through Batman movies all month. We did the two Tim Burton movies, we did the two Joel Schumacher films, we did Batman Begins. This leads us to The Dark Knight, which is what we're going to talk about in this episode. So... You know, no pressure. It's, it's only the most prestigious and well-regarded film that, that exists in comic bookdom. I'm really glad you added that little bit of me in there. Well, yeah, I'm not delusional. I was like, I'm like, I know you're hyping it up, but come on, be right, reasonable. We gotta keep people hyped. We're not, we're not here to be like, oh, well, I mean, I guess it's okay, I guess. No, no, I, mean, no, I think hate. that's how you should start because you know that that's a hot take. It gets people's <laughs> attention. I don't have a hot take on Dark Knight. <laughs> don't either that's, that's the best hot take i could do is oh, it's all right to open with i don't have a hot take on the dark knight so we we are going to talk about the dark knight um you know what i was going to say full spoilers from this point on it's the dark knight i feel like you You've should have seen, seen this already if you haven't go watch it and come if back. you haven't why are you here you know go go watch the dark knight so Yes, uh, so we talked about uh, Batman Begins last time, we, we went quite in depth on that, and I feel like Dark Knight kind of lends itself to just as much, if not more, analysis than that film does. Um, you know, if, if you were, if you watched the, the reviews for Batman Forever and Robin, and were worried that yeah, there wasn't a lot of talk about themes in these films, you know, you, you were disappointed with the level of theme discussion in Batman and Robin, don't worry, we're here to talk about themes. <laughs> we're here to talk about character arcs, we're here to talk about motivations. In the dark yes. night. So, here we go. Um, and that wasn't even meant to be a reference to the film, but I just realised as I said it. <laughs> I was like, what did you just say? I wasn't yeah. I wasn't listening and to you to think we back. go. You know, yeah. I didn't do the hand movements, I, but... Yeah. I really had to think back as to what you'd said, because I just wasn't listening to you. <laughs> of course. Hey, at least I'm honest about it. Yes. Um... So, Dark Knight, uh, the two and a half hour magnum opus, <laughs> I'm calling it that. <laughs> it's a fair thing to call it. From Christopher Nolan. We talked about how uh, Batman Begins has a four-act structure, uh, you know, and commented that it's not a traditional three-act structure that most movies have. Uh, Dark Knight, I think, has even more than four. <laughs> Dark Knight has, like, five or six. Break them down for me. All right, so your first one is Batman's Taking on the Mob. Which I would argue ends, you know, with um, arresting everyone, getting Lee back in the country. And pr- probably the exact moment is when, uh, when Act 2 starts is when the dead Batman, the fake Batman, hits the window. Okay. Would we agree that's the end, end of Act 1, start of Act 2? Yes. End of Act 2 would be... This is actually hard. We have to sit and think about it, honey. <laughs> they're not as I don't think they're as clearly defined as in Batman Begins. That, that may be fair. That may be a fair thing to say. Uh, but Act Two would be dealing with the fact that the Joker is now threatened to kill people, and probably ends with the the quote unquote death of Gordon at the the parade. Okay, I can see that. I would think. Um, then Act Three. I'm just trying to remember the the sequence of events after this. So after, after that, you have the two face events happening, though. Like that starts up. Not right away. That's after the whole uh, the rest. I I would say like the next act probably ends 
with uh, Harvey Dent didn't make it home. That's probably the end of an, another act. It's quite a short act, but okay. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe that's maybe that's incorrect. That feels like the start of a new act, though. No, I agree with you. It just feels short. Yes. Yeah, More of an interlude. Because I'd almost argue that the acts after that would be the hospital section in the sense that everything that revolves around that and then you have the boat section which is kind of the final act in a way. Yeah, I'll definitely give you the boat section and the hospital section. It's that middle bit feels more like an interlude than an act. That's fair. That's so I'd fair. Say, I'd say it's four acts and an interlude. That's fair. But, I mean, like it's, it's, it's not straightforward. It's not just set up main bulk and then pay off. It's, it's no, not, not that at all. all. No. it's more intricate than that and that's why i think we're having some debates here as to where but that's the why we in. can't quite pin it down just uh, you know most movies it's very clear it's like one two three it's that 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 it's no question right and i, I think what's impressive about dark knight uh before we get to anything else is that it does have such a weird structure and it doesn't it doesn't suffer for it it doesn't feel like this doesn't work or you know even like commercially it did very well despite the fact that it's got such a weird structure and it probably has more in common with like a like a an art house character film than it does a superhero blockbuster movie uh structurally yes definitely structurally yeah i, I would also say in terms of its uh its themes and what it's actually doing with its story yes but i would say that's just because other superhero movies aren't good enough that's not that, oh, this has more in common with that. It's that the others aren't reaching high enough. Oh, that's getting into like, weird yeah, semantics it, at that point. It, it is, it is. But but the way you, you said it suggests this removes itself from being a superhero film. Whereas I think, no, this is a superhero okay. film. This is just a the best example of a superhero film. Okay, okay. It's got more to say than a lot of superhero movies do. And that's yes, to, I'll give you that. And that's not to say that a lot of us superhero movies don't have things to say. They do. But, you know, we've, we've had Black Panther. We've had yeah. um, even, like, you know, Winter Soldier had some things to say, you know, yeah, about... And, and, you know, a lot of them are still good, fun movies. Yeah. Um, but this has... I think this has more going on. It has... It has... I feel like it has actual character depth to really explore and sort of dig into which hopefully we're going to do over the next like hour or so and, and that's the plan isn't it look like idiots because the, the, the theme of the first film is fear right the theme of the second film is most definitely chaos and yep. i think watching this film again because i hadn't seen it in a while right which was kind of special in and of itself it's just it'd been a while and it was like oh i get to watch dark knight again it's not like the first time but it's like yeah i think i think it's been not long after the home release of, of rises i maybe watched all three of them might be the last time I watched them. Maybe a year after. Yeah, so it's been like five or six years. Yeah. So, watching it again, I think one of the things that I, I find fascinating about this film is how the Joker's... And we'll talk about the Joker himself. We'll talk about Heath Ledger. Of course we will. But I think one of the most fascinating things about this film is how the Joker quite literally interrupts the film. Like, the Joker is not set up at the start. I mean, he's in the opening scene, sure. They, they set they set up there's this little prologue scene, right? Where it sets him up, right? Yeah. But... He's stealing money from the mob in that scene. And the first act of the movie is quite literally Batman and then, you know, Dent comes involved. Gordon's obviously already there. It's them taking on the mob. And Batman almost literally in one scene says, oh, let's ignore the Joker. He's just one guy. No, we're going to deal with the mob because that's a bigger deal. He, he says... <laughs> and then the Joker's like, hey, screw you. He almost exactly says that in a scene. 
the Joker actually interferes with the plot of the movie. The, the, the movie's going on in its own plot. It's like, no, but this is the plot of the movie. It's about putting the mob away. It's about, it's about Maroney. It's about doing all these things. Actually, at one point, Harvey Dent uh, said Falcone, not Falcone. Although everyone else was still saying Falcone. So. He did. And and that leads me to one of my other little nitpicks is that oh. the Maroney is like in the same crime family and they're like, yeah, sure. He's just taken over, you know, not like they were ever rivals. Ah, rivals within the same family. I don't know. <laughs> like, this does not bother me. <laughs> no, 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 crime families, Falcones, Maronis, enemies, fighting over the same turf. This is like, oh, Falcone's gone. Hey, Maroni, you take over, and not in a hostile takeover. We'll take that territory. Away. It's just like, hey, yeah, his keys to the business. This doesn't bother me. I mean, it is a departure, but it doesn't. But this is not one that bothers me. It it bothers me equally as much as as him saying Falcone. No, no, I don't, I don't stand by this. Because <laughs> Both are nitpicky and ultimately meaningless. They're meaningless. Falcone's just a pet peeve, though, whereas the other one, it's like, no, no, the reason why it's like this in this movie is because it, is, it's, it's, it makes the plot of the movie work. It functions. It's, just, that's, it's, it's that simple. You could reword it, just just rephrase it a little bit as, a, yeah, okay, it was a hostile takeover, you know. Sure, okay, yeah, it's just in that area, scene, sure, if void. you want to. If it would have been to. so easy. But you know, the, the movie's about that. It's about them taking down these people. And the Joker, you know, interjects himself into into the mob's side, and then he interjects himself in a public level. And just when, like, Batman basically thinks he's won. They've got Lee back. Everything's over. That's when the, the fake dead Batman shows up, and it's like, oh, he makes this ultimatum. You know, I'm going, oh, and starting today, everyone's going, you know, people are going to die every day as long as Batman doesn't reveal himself. You know, I'm a man of my word. Ha, 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 ha. Right? That's that scene. And it's like, he literally forces himself into the film, and it kind of represents what he's doing to the characters in the film. But it, structurally, it also is how it happens in the movie, which makes for kind of, again, a weird structure because it's not like he's being set up and built up as the film's villain up until that point. He's just like, oh, hey, this guy's a bit weird. Wait, what's going on? He's the villain now? What's happening? Yeah. And in, in, in many other films, this might feel weird or it might feel like he wasn't set up properly but the joker by his nature is kind of supposed to be chaotic and what's funny is as much as i'm saying the first film's theme was fear and this one's chaos uh batman begins did say the word fear like a hundred thousand times in that film uh, the yeah, word, did. The, the word chaos only actually comes up in this film i think once towards the end it doesn't actually get repeated ad nauseum uh, there's lots of other words that are kind of related to it there's you know there's anarchy there's uh other you know other words yeah other synonyms yeah. <laughs> but, but it's not quite synonyms are the point right use synonyms <laughs> it's not it's not grating if you use synonyms because you don't go oh that's the same word over and over even if it means the same thing as a bother mean begins though when they say fear a lot it does bother me a little bit ah you're wrong it's fine uh so you, you have this character who's interjecting himself and you have these other characters who are there to represent various things. You have, of course, Batman's back, right? You got Bruce Wayne, and you got Harvey Dent, who's the other big kind of player in this in this movie. And then I'd say the fourth pillar, if you got one, is probably Gordon. Um, not in the villainous side. Obviously, there's other villains to deal with uh, yeah. throughout. But I, I think, much like we said in the first film, that each character, each of the main kind of players was all using fear in some way. This film is very much a battle of order versus chaos and how... Characters are trying to maintain order. Even the criminals. This is the thing. Like obviously, Maroni and the, and the gangsters do eventually kind of like give in and like ask Joker to like come in and yeah, kill they, Batman. They see Batman as chaos. Yeah, they think. They, yeah, they think that's chaos. And but eventually, Maroni's like, "Hey, Gordon, I know he's going to. Do you want to like take the Joker down? Because like this is more than we bargained for. Like 
even though they're criminals, they do still kind of like or- it's organized crime, right? <laughs> it's in the title. <laughs> it's in the name, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Batman's obviously trying to restore order. So the film ultimately is a moral battle between order and chaos, and it's about maintaining order. And I think one of the things that I love about this film is that at the end of the film, order doesn't win. Like, I, I, I always remember back when this film first came out, I, I remember um, before I saw it, I saw like someone say, you know, jokingly, spoiler, good guys win. You know, because it's a superhero movie, right? Good guys always win. And technically, yes, good guys do win at the end, right? That's not Te- untrue. Technically, yes. But if you, if you look at the movie as a battle between order and chaos, order doesn't actually win. It just doesn't, it doesn't lose. In fact, I'd, I'd say chaos loses, but order doesn't win. Let me see. Let me see, let me see what I was going to say. My mouth is better. Chaos. Or sorry, order doesn't win. Order simply endures, right? And that's kind of the point. In fact, that's, that's borrowing a word from Alfred. Alfred says that at one point. In fact, here's here's my here's my guide to analyzing the Dark Knight. Listen to Alfred. Everything Alfred says in this movie is relevant to understanding the themes and what's going on in this film. It's very important. He's 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 very useful as Alfred. He is. Yeah. Just burn it down. So. But no, th- that's how the film ends. Order does not win, it simply endures. And I think that's important because that's kind of what the film's saying. It's like, Batman thinks he can end. He thinks that the Batman can can close up shop and go away. And the whole idea is of, of calling it the Dark Knight is that Harvey Dent's supposed to be the White Knight. He's supposed to be you know, the public figure who can do it through the rules, the systems. In fact, one of my favourite little bits like watching this again was that Harvey at one point says... Um, you know, in the scene where he first meets uh, Bruce at the restaurant and, you know, Bruce is, like, you know, throwing his weight around. Oh, I own the restaurant. We put tables together, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. You know, he says something like, the, the ballerina girl says, oh, uh, you know, who appointed the Batman? Or, or Bruce says it even. And Harvey says, oh, we did. You know, by, by, by us not acting and keeping t- taking care of society, we appointed someone like this to, like, come out of the shadows and, and you know... Do something. Do something, yeah. You know, uh, and... That was a really fascinating a- idea. Action versus inaction, yeah. essentially. And that was that was a big theme of the first movie. It was the idea of just the will to act was is kind of what yeah. propels things. And it's, it's this idea that Batman saw Harvey Dent is as a way out that this would be the end of this. And when you know the idea that Order could just win and that would be the end of the story, that Order would then keep control and that would be it. And I think it's a mistake because like, you know, the end of the film, you know, Batman chooses to go on the run and take the take the fall for everything Harvey did during the course of the film. It's a mistake. It's a it's a well intentioned mistake, and the film does feel quite uplifting as it ends because you, you understand why they're doing it, and it has this this you know it's this kind of triumphant moment because it's about rewarding the faith of Gotham, and we'll talk about faith, but it is a mistake in the sense that ultimately what he has to learn is that the the, the battle is never ending; it's always going to be never ending. It's the Joker today because that that scene at the end when Joker's hanging upside down. And Batman's talking to you know, and he's there. Like, oh, you're this. We're destined to do this forever. You know, you'll not, you won't kill me because of some self-righteous, you know, morality, and I won't kill you because you're too much fun, right? Obviously, as a Batman fan from the comics, that speaks to me. I'm like, yes, classic Joker. Yeah, you know, irresistible force, movable object. You know, that's all he says. Yeah, all that stuff, great. But it also speaks to the kind do, of the do themes. You know what? It almost feels like someone read a comic for this movie. <laughs> But the, the other thing about, about it, though, is I think it works on a meta level. It's about the themes of the film. He's talking yeah. about order versus chaos. Is like it, It's never ending. There's there's no end to the fight. Because it, you know the Joker might represent chaos in the comics, and he always comes, it's always him that comes back because the Joker, and we always want to keep using the Joker. But there'll always be something. There'll always be chaos. Like There's always the, 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 the action and the reaction. And because there's order, there'll always be something trying to instill chaos. 
and it's a battle of ideology and ultimately what dark knight's really about is about not giving up what you believe in and the end of the film when bruce makes this choice no 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 uh, anyone who harvey killed i killed those people you can hunt me i'm the i'm the bad guy again it goes back to the idea that harvey was the white knight so he can be the dark knight he can be the one that they all hate because they don't have to believe in him um, and that's something obviously we re-explore in the next film, with, you know, what Batman's legacy itself is and why that's important yeah. on its own. But at least here, that's his thinking. And he does this to reward the faith of Gotham because this is the other thing I think is important is that throughout the course of the film, and I was really noticing it on this viewing, because, you know, the more you watch a movie, the more you start to analyse it and think about it as, as best you can. And the one thing I was really noticing in this, this viewing was that the citizens of Gotham throughout the film are a bunch of shitbags right oh they really are they're terrible and they're, they're, they're terrible over- and obviously there's, there's the obvious one of the guy who works at wayne enterprises who tries to blackmail him he gets the obvious moment where he's, he's been threatened by the joker and bruce like you know saves his life with the car and he has that you know that glance where he's like you know what i've learned my lesson you're a pretty it's good like, guy it's <laughs> like all right i'm not gonna say anything yeah and so he has like an obvious moment, but even just the citizens in general, like them yelling at the, the press conferences uh how they react uh, in the bars the boat well, no, 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 that's, 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 that's the thing, this is the thing. The, the boat's the end of this, the boat is them winning. The, 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 the dramatic climax of the film is the citizens picking the right choice in the boat. Well, I get that, but I think even throughout most of that sequence, they come across as shitbags. No, they, they, they do, but ultimately they make the right choice. That, that scene is important, and I think one of the things that's really important about that boat sequence when you know the, the both boats are told you've got a detonator for the other one yeah. and blah blah one's the prison ship so it's like the the, the assumption is oh well we're all the, the innocent civilians we should kill the prisoners because it, you know they're lesser than a vr uh that, that's the assumption that one would assume you'd make right and that's kind of what they argue some of them are like adam about there's that one business guy who tries to you know use the detonator himself and he can't do it and it's this idea that that seems really important in the proving that gotham is worth saving because Batman and the Joker... I mean, the Joker set up the situation, but Batman and the Joker are not involved in those scenes. At no point does Batman intervene in those boats and have any outcome in what they do. There's a debate to, to be had, of course, that Batman in some ways inspired them to do the right thing, maybe just through existing, but the, the citizens of Gotham themselves, this is the moral victory for Batman. This is what restores his faith in them, because throughout the film, Batman repeatedly has his faith tested when it comes to the citizens of Gotham. What's funny is, I don't know if I agree with this. That's fine. You can be wrong. That's okay. No, 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 like the whole concept of this, I'm not sure I agree on. No, 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 no. See, listen to it. So, throughout the course of the film, over and over again, Joker does various things that test the faith in the city, right? From Batman's perspective, and sure. Batman is almost desperately trying to cling on, and he loses enough faith that he builds the phone thing, right? The the phone radar, you know, from from yeah. Lucius's technology, right? And the idea that that's that's symbolic of him actually having lost faith in the people of Gotham. Yeah, okay. And obviously he builds the back door in it that's going to destroy it all because Lucius is even like, no, this is wrong. This is this, is this, this is that. And it relates to the story that Alfred told about burning down the forest to get to the thief who just did it for sport. Yeah. And yada, yada. But ultimately, the the thing in the boats is the one thing where he can't intervene. And even, you know, and obviously part of it's just movie making because it's like, oh no, we're going to make it look like it's going to go bad right up until the last second when they make the right choice. And we, we have this symbolic thing where, okay, the asshole businessman can't blow up the prisoners and you think the prisoner's going to blow them up, but you know, he makes the right choice and throws it out the window. It's this, it's this moral victory for the city that restores Batman's faith. And that's why in the final scene of the film, 
Batman chooses to restore their faith by lying to them about what happened. Now, of course, the debate then becomes, is he not trusting them and therefore, like, you know, he's, he's doesn't not... trust them to with the truth. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. kind of what, you know, comes back in the third film. But I think it's a really big element here that he has, he does have have his faith restored to, to that point that he wants to reward theirs. He doesn't want them to have a loss because of what's happened with Harvey. He doesn't yeah. want the Joker to have won, and because I think as well, like Batman himself, like just existing as an admission that he can't trust the city to do everything right on its own, by merely yeah. having to exist, he's saying someone has to step in and take care. But then going from Harvey's logic in the you know earlier in the film is that no, you exist because we we didn't do things right in the first place. It's a cyclical thing. Like you exist because we almost created you by how bad mm. things were, and, and so on and so on. Yeah. I think I am far too cynical for this boat sequence. Because <laughs> I can I buy think, that. I th- I, no, <laughs> I think I, I agree with everything you just said for the prisonership. For the for the, the citizenship? I don't know. I don't buy it. I think they're all shitbags. They they voted overwhelmingly to to blow them up. I think the only reason they don't is a personal fear a guilt uh it's i think they all still want to they want to do it and they know they want to do it none of them just have the guts to actually go through with it i think all of them want to i think you read the end of the scene wrong because they do want to right because the logic sound right they're prisoners we we are more deserving to live than they are right that that is the logic and that's what they all argue and the guy in charge can't turn the the key so so that the asshole business guy goes to do it and he can then he can't do it right you know, there's the the mother in the crowd that sort of sighs when this happens, and he kind of sits back down. To me, to me, this moment plays more like. Of course, they all said they wanted to. It's kind of like how like so many people who say they they agree with the death penalty, right? But if yeah. you actually put them in the room and say, you know, you're flipping the switch. If you agree with the death penalty, you used to flip the switch right now, or you know, inject the thing, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's different, obviously. Yeah. Right. It's this idea that they think this is the obvious solution. Just to get even like weirder and meta with this, right? This is obviously not in their heads when they're writing this. But this almost sounds like to me like every single person who's ever said the Batman should just kill the Joker because then it would all be fixed, right? This scene is like, no, no, you can think that, but that doesn't mean it's the right thing. And it doesn't mean that you understand what the, the moral dilemma of the thing is, right? No, I, no, I agree with everything you're saying. However, yes, when they're not turning the trigger right you know they're not turning the key to do it i don't think it's them going i i don't think it's an admission that it's the wrong thing to do i think they just can't they personally is like i i can't do this i you know i think it's it, they think they're they're being weak by not doing it especially the business guy i will the uh the, the the guard who's doing it you know he's he was kind of put into that position by organizing it and it was just like right you've got it you know it's yeah. your responsibility he never didn't want it I can actually almost agree to a point, actually, now I'm thinking about it. I think the moment where you're proven wrong is the moment where the, they realise the prisoners haven't done it to them. That's fair, but that's a different thing entirely, I think. I think right up until it's gone, the you know, when they're, they're, they're like, all right, we're getting blown up. Until after that, uh, I think then they're like, oh, okay, maybe we didn't need to. <laughs> but that's that's not a that's not them having you know doing the right thing. That's them going, huh? Guess it turned out okay. <laughs> this is way more cynicism than I was expecting about this. Yeah. Um, so, do you think this falls flat? Then, do you not think that sequence works? I I think it works in the same way that I think it's 
it's Joker and Batman, yeah, right? I think the the ship is Joker, uh, you know, the the citizens are Joker, with the chaos. Uh, you know, ultimately, we 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 assume that the 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 prisoners are the chaotic ones, right? In the same way that the organized crime families think that that Batman is chaos, okay. and then and then Joker's like, yeah, we don't care about Joker, and we're, and we're like, well, it's the citizens, it's fine, whatever. And then it turns out, no, they're Joker, right? And and you know, they're the ones that are chaos, and we should be on the lookout for them. And ultimately, they fail. Now, ultimately, you know, in the same way the Joker's ultimately, he, he, you know, chaos fails ultimately. So I think it still lands for me uh, in terms of the themes of the movie. I think it all works just in a very different way to how you're reading it. Okay, okay, it's not a terrible read. I can't, I can't necessarily pick that apart too much. I do think I like my way more because it does feel more like a victory. It feels more like a moral That's, victory. Yeah, no, I, I agree that your way is more traditionally victorious. What's with the word traditionally? That sounds like you're putting my theory down here. Come on now. <laughs> no, every everything you said works. I just don't buy it. In the in you know when I'm watching it, I can't I can't believe that they, that their mindset is working like Cause, that. Because for me, it's not about so much that they have this moment where they all like, no, we can't do this because we're good people. To to me, it's like the the, the simple fact that they can't go through with it and. You know, they don't have time to process it and admit that they can't do it necessarily. They, they just, they're just thrown in there at the deep end and they can't, right? It's like in the heat of the moment, they just can't do it. And ultimately, the disappointment in Joker's face, like it's, it's the moral victory for Batman. It's like, no, no, order yeah. versus chaos. Order, to some extent, reigns supreme. And uh, the, the, even the idea as well, just to throw this in as well, is the idea that a, a criminal threw the detonator out and said, no, we're not doing this, is again, going back to the idea that there is a chance of redemption that, you know, Batman might beat criminals up, but he doesn't kill them because he ultimately believes that anyone should have a chance of of coming back from it. That there is a chance what? of healing. Hands down, that prisoner is maybe the most noble non-main character in the trilogy. That may be true. I don't, th- I don't think there's a better character than him in terms of you know being a good person. I don't know what he did before that. Scene, I don't know what he did before, but <laughs> it's irrelevant because he he didn't blow up all of those. He 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 stepped in and went, "Nah, screw this," and that automatically puts him above like ninety nine percent of Gotham citizens <laughs> <laughs> in that one moment. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're kind of they're kind of bad, but they're also worked up by the Joker to be worse and worse throughout the course of the film. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're made to fear and they're made to panic and they're made to you know do all these things and you yeah. know I. I like I think the film is exceptional in that it is builds so much and it does so much with its characters and what each character represents and this battle of ideologies and like you know yeah. like other movies do this to a point. I'm not saying other superhero movies don't have this in there, but I think this trilogy is very unique in how how complex it actually is and how much when you stop down and actually think about the characters and the themes and break it down, how much there actually is going on to, to the point where we just looked at you know one of the big climatic final sequences. And came out with the complete opposite read on it, and both kind of work, you know, depending on your 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 philosophy and your outlook. I, you know, uh, both, uh, you know, that we, we we both were able to back up our, our reasoning for them, and it's like, yeah, okay, they're completely contradictory at face value, but they're both in the movie. There's evidence to support both of them. I'll tell you what, um, what supports yours actually. That I'm thinking about your read on it. Is the idea that the prisoner that throws the detonator off the ship, he has the will to act. 
which yeah. feels like Batman. As much and as the it's rest weir- of them, are, it's it's inaction the, the, for the for the civilians. As much as it's weird that so many of uh, like, you know, it's just like the ship with the prisoners represents Batman. That's a weird thing to say. It is weird to say, but I I stand by it. Uh, but at the same time, I don't want to like throw throw the the passengers passengers under the under the bus. Uh, not to bring other transportation methods into the yeah, into yeah. the scene. Uh, it's just what we need a bus with a bomb now. <laughs> it goes under fifty miles per hour. <laughs> oh That's a very Joker scheme, actually. Now that I think about it, it really is, isn't it? <laughs> it's a really Joker esque scheme. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love it. It's, it's this battle of of Morris. You because because keep in mind, before this point, he's already like you know threatened to blow up a hospital and you know assassinate this guy or I'm going to blow up a hospital. So. Everyone who's got someone in the hospital starts, you know, becomes unhinged. There's panic in the streets. Like he, he causes so much chaos over the course of this film. Um, and hey, Garris, are you upset that we're not talking about Catwoman? Is that it? He's, yeah, next time. Yeah, ne- next time, Garris. Next time, uh, the cat is demanding that I give him attention. I'm not going to though. Uh, it's not even the usual cat. What is this shit? What's going on tonight? He's uh, he started. This is, he's done this in a few streams recently. He's jumped up and tried to like, line my chest. What's from, he playing at? From behind. It's been a thing. I'm not giving him the satisfaction today, though. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. There's so much going on in this film, and it, like you know, we'll, we'll talk about like all the, the usual facets of filmmaking and stuff. Right now, we're just exploring the script, and we're just exploring what the film's have we about. We actually just gone half an hour on the script. We have, yeah. Yeah. What the hell? And I, and I, we've barely talked about Harvey Dent in this in this uh, context. And Harvey Dent, of course, we talked about how he's the White Knight. And of course, as soon as they called him the White Knight, I'm like, okay, I get what you're doing because the Dark Knight, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, it's funny that we're, we're talking about, you know, chaos versus order. And he's the most literal representation well, of that in the entire movie. That's the beautiful thing is he is in the middle of both characters. And he starts off complete order. Uh, you know, the idea that he's got a two-headed coin, he makes his own luck, all that stuff. He's trying to do things by the book. But he, you know, he is torn down by the Joker. It's kind of, you know, what he says at the end. Like, you know, I, he tore down the best of us. He took Harvey and he made him into, you know, a, a crazy person, basically. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, at the end of the movie, we've got full-on Two-Face and he's, he's doing his thing. And uh, he, he represents, he, you know, Harvey in many ways represents the best of Gotham being corrupted and pulled down by the yeah. Joker. Um, and, and it's the idea, hey, if he can fall, then the whole city's screwed. The whole city can be, and if they find out what he did, they, they, they will fall. Like they, they can't yeah. deal with this right now. They're still, they're, they're, they're barely recovering from the last two major things that just happened in the last, yeah, yeah, last chunk of the movie. Uh, so, so yeah, so it, it, in many ways, Batman is naive in this film, but he's only naive in the sense that he thinks there's an ending. Yeah, which yeah. is kind of the point of the next film is that no, no, this is ever, you know, it's ever going, but. It doesn't necessarily always have to be you, and more than that next time. Yes. <laughs> so, no, uh, I, I think what I love about this film uh, is, is, is a Batman film, as a Batman fan, because obviously people say, ah, oh, you know, Joker steals the show. One of the things you didn't like about the old movies, you know, the Tim Burton movies, is that it was all about the villains. There was barely any Batman. First of all, there's still plenty of Batman in this. Secondly, he is instrumental to the themes of this film because he does represent the order versus the chaos. And on top of that, it is a battle of ideals, and it's a battle of ideals which I love because, again, going back to that whole debate, you know, why does Batman just kill people? You know, it would solve everything, but that would fundamentally lose his ideals. And I honestly think that anyone who says he should just kill the Joker doesn't understand Batman, and they should stop trying. <laughs> yeah, if anyone ever says that, and then it's like, hey, you're they become a director, don't let them make a Batman movie. Yeah, don't let them. Don't let them because no, just 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 like nope, you said that you're not doing it. It like. The whole point, yes, it would fix things. It would be easier, but that's the point: is that it is easy, and 
he would lose himself by doing so. Yeah. That's what being a superhero I, I is. I don't know why people find this so hard to comprehend, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. Um, it, it, I just, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. No, he shouldn't kill the Joker. Um, I, I'm on team not kill. Batman should not kill. Which, uh, again, goes back to, to why the uh, the prisoner ship is, is Batman. Is, you know, they make the decision, no, we will not kill them. Like They make that call. Of like the the action to actively choose not to kill in the same way that you know the Batman saves the Joker you know after he you know th- throws him off the building it's like right okay in that moment could leave him problem solved but I would no. counter this I would counter this and say that the prisoners and the, the the civilians are different and that the prisoners have already made these choices before right the prisoners are in prison largely because a lot of them will be murderers a lot of them will have been down this path presumably it's not, we're never told what exactly they do yeah of course um but they've all they're people who have been failed by the system already right yeah they've already had to make tough choices based on these things potentially so i almost argue the reason why it plays out the way it does in the prisonership is because like at least the one who makes the choice like he's maybe already killed someone he understands what it is to take a life he even says that as the line he says like you know i understand what it is to take a life um yeah and because he's done it he chooses not to and it's i almost argue the reason why the civilians can't process the, the, the even though they, they all say i should just kill them I, i'm gonna bring this back okay. i'm gonna bring this back to my theory batman's the same his uh not killing of of ra's last movie <laughs> that counts he because you know that whole thing is oh I'm, i you know i'm not gonna kill you but i don't have to save you and, Which we agree is the weakest thing of that movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he, he actively saves Joker. He does, yes. Like, he makes that decision. He's like, no, no, no. You're staying alive. Again, it's, 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 his faith is restored. He believes that he can't, you know... It's almost like his line, his line that he didn't want to cross has gotten stronger and, you know, moved up a little bit. It's like, yeah. no, no, no. I am not doing this. Like, I, I will not kill you. Because if he kills the Joker, the Joker wins. Because the Joker's broken. Yeah. To go back again, why does Batman not kill the Joker? Because that's what the Joker wants. The Joker wants to turn Batman into him, and he and will he's do pretty so. Pretty clear, jo- you know. Joker's standing there, going, "Hey, do it. Go then. Prove me right." Yeah, I mean that, that scene uh, when he's driving the bike towards him, you know, the, the bat pod, and he's like, "Do it. I want you to hit me. I want you to do it. I want you to hit me." I, hmm. I have a problem with that scene. We'll get there later. Oh, you have a problem with that scene? I have just, with the mechanics of the bike at that one moment. I hate. Is that is this the spinning bits that go around the wheel? The, the, the I have no problem with them. That's my problem, is that it's just shown us him coming out of this corner at full speed, and then the wheels spinning. And okay, he's fine. You know, it, it made him stop with this ninety degree turn, and he's fine. You know, it, it managed to stop him. Yeah. This here, he swerves around the Joker, goes flying, and he's down. What? What the hell? Because he what, planned why? for that first turn. This was this was no, a last minute. No, no, bullshit. Thing. Bullshit. He swerves around the Joker and then abandons the bike. Uh, this is not bothering me. This is so nitpicky. Oh, that 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 might be one of my most hated mo- moments in this movie. That is not even no 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 no. I, I mean, I have one or two moments that I'm going to nitpick later, but no, that is not that's not one of them. That's up there for me. That seems fantastic. I'm not because because it came like forty seconds after we just saw him take a really sharp turn and show off this you know the spinny mechanic of the wheels. Yes, to show us that he can stop pretty much instantly why would you introduce that and then immediately go oh forget about it just don't tell me he has that half a scene beforehand it's the heat at the moment i don't have a problem with this at all oh it's horrible (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't have a problem with this at all. Horrible. Are we doing net picks? I, I mean, I, I, you, you just led me on to that one. I would have got there literally later. I have, I have a small one, and then I have a sort of the, the one bigger complaint. Do you want to get them out of the way now? Sure, we'll do the net picks there. Okay, my net pick. I think the introduction to Harvey Dent's a bit hokey. Guy pulls out the gun and doesn't fire. Oh, and he, that's the courtroom. Yeah, yeah okay. and he grabs it and he's like, "Oh, you want to kill a Ameri- you want to kill a, a public servant by American?" I'm like, "Okay, I get what you're going for here, but <laughs> I agree, cheesy, bit cheesy, you know, yeah, I feel like. and but... cheese is fine, and I like cheese in Batman, but be consistent." I mean, I right. suppose you could argue the reason why it works being a little bit cheesy is because he's supposed to be the cheesy all-American, like he's the white knight, right? Like that. But nothing else in that really supports yeah. the cheese yeah. that that this line implies. Yeah. So you got that, and then the other thing, I, and the one stumbling block of the whole movie that makes me roll my eyes is uh, the the faking of Gordon's death. I, eh. Feels forced. I, yeah, I don't think I dislike it as much as you do. I just I don't care for it either yeah i mean it feels forced it, it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense you know he comes back to his family afterwards like, oh, i couldn't risk your safety and i'm like i, don't, I didn't really get that the safety was in jeopardy to be honest nor did i i mean i guess you argue oh i mean if, if gordon was still a still like a factor and joker was going after him he might go after his family i said okay sure but might like, go after him at home right yeah but it, yeah. it, was, it was a bit of a stretch i don't know no i'm with you a bit of a stretch that's it that's my complaint not, not, not as bad as the wheels on the bike oh, screw that <laughs> that's not a problem I'm okay with the wheels on the bike that, that sequence is fantastic um, it's bullshit uh, we, we, you get... <laughs> it, it ruins a phenomenal moment that one was great truck, truck flip Joker being you know hit me hit me I want you to do it I want you to hit me um, all that's all that's gold uh, and I love uh, the the bait going up the wall to spin around I love that little me- mechanic yeah, yeah. again another reason ooh mm twice twice in that scene they show us the maneuverability of this bike do you know what i love actually i loved it before the film came out they never told at least i never knew that the 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 bat pod came from the tumbler like i I, obviously i I noticed the similarities in the wheels i thought oh that's cool that it looks like it's from the same set of designs right um but i i I legitimately kind of popped when i realized it was just going to like jump out the tumbler like that was literally the first front two wheels that became the bike i like that hey now the bike looks better than than the tumbler that's fair it's just got a bit more style to it. It's a bit sleeker because of the, it, it. It looks like it's a bit more designed in that sense. Yeah, it's cape flapping about. Yeah, yeah, looks good. Looks good when he's going around. Like it, it does. It does. Uh, I like the tumbler being there though. Um, uh, I like uh, just speaking on bat various Batman things. Then I like um, uh, Joe. It's funny because I think one of the, the small complaints we might have actually that I know you, I think you've mentioned before to me is that the city feels different, right? And and two and three versus begins. The city feels a bit yeah. more just like a modern city versus a something a bit more stylized like like it did in the first one yeah um what's funny though is i actually love the continuity of starting the begin suit and he still has the begins grapple gun he still has the begin suit he still has a tumbler he has all of his tech and his suit and all that all start off exactly where they left off at the end of the last one and he gets a new suit but it's after a, we, always, we see him a couple of times first with the old suit yeah i yeah, love that i, lo- I love um, that I, I just downright love it i think it leads to the question is we've done it in every other bat movie is uh Suit, how do we feel? Um, I like it in a practical sense. It's not my favorite looking suit. I agree. I think it's just too black, right? For a start. Yeah, I like some gray in my suit, you know. I um I kinda dislike the, the segmented look that it has. Yeah. Yeah, um 
And, and then the other thing, which is actually one that I think I think it was Batman and Robin. I mentioned this. Okay. Uh, if you're gonna have the bat embossed, like to stick out, give it some definition. It's got to have a yellow around it. It's got to have something. No, it doesn't need yellow. I'm actually famous at not having. Uh, there was only weird in Batman and Robin because it still had the oval around it. Yeah, no, but I know. I think if it's just layered into, like stitched into the suit, like you, like we see in some uh, versions, that's fine. You it can a... be just all black there, like black and grey. You have a problem with this in Begins, though. I think I just forgot to mention it in Begins clearly. Okay. Um, I, I obviously, I just. I don't have a problem with this, especially. Uh, I mean, admittedly, I'd, I'd rather the background was grey, but like. Yeah, I, I just think it needs some definition. I think it needs that splash of colour around it to 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 fix it. Oh yeah, because that works with the stealth. It doesn't have to be yellow, purple, little purple outline. <laughs> nice, nice throwback. Nah, nah, grey and black all the way. I mean, I like grey and black a lot. I'm just saying, if the logo is embossed, it needs something extra. It needs a third definition around it. Uh, if it's stitched in, grey and black is fine. Well, I mean, if we're talking about Batman, I suppose we naturally have to talk about the Joker next, which, you know, <laughs> the big the big talking point of the movie. More than that. Not only because he introduces the main conflict, he introduces the, the chaos, of the main theme of the movie into it, but... Because, because he's the Joker. Because he's the Joker, and he is it's a phenomenal performance. Heath Ledger, you know, you know. I think yep. when his name was announced, everyone went, him? Really? Really, him? And then you saw that first image, and you saw the scars up, up the mouth, and you and went, you went oh, okay. okay. Okay, that was pretty good. That was pretty scary. This is a scary Joker. And I got excited. And then you, you hear the voice and the teaser trailer, and it's like, okay, I'm getting into this. And he, he is, yeah, he, he is... What's what's the word I'm looking for? He like, you you can't take your eyes off him. You can't not pay attention to him. Every scene he's in, he yeah. he's electric. He is everything magnetic. Everything I want the Joker to be. He is he is a psychopath. He is unpredictable. Yep, I love it. I like you know for, you know the pencil trick, all that stuff. The stories, you know you, you know well hello beautiful, you know all all that stuff. Um. Uh, actually, which leads me just brief side note. So last last movie, we we saw Lynn from Black Lightning. Now this movie had one person from the CW shows I knew about, which was uh Bronze Tiger, uh, Michael J. White, one of the gangsters, yes. right? Um, did you notice the other CW actor in this? Uh, I don't recall seeing it. I mean, I'm sure that, that I just didn't notice. Right, it does have a it does have a line, but he's there. Uh, okay, that'll be why I probably didn't notice. Who am I looking for? One, one of the guys who brings in Joker's, you know, quote unquote dead body to to gamble. Yeah. Uh, Manchester Black. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, cool. I was like, was that him? And I, I looked it up to double check, and it was. I was like, oh. Yeah. I never noticed, but I mean, I, I don't think I've ever looked too hard at those pair of guys. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I'm, I'm now I'm expecting someone in the third movie. The Rises better hit me with someone. <laughs> to be fair. Yeah, it took till this season of Supergirl to get Manchester Black right. So I, I think Rises has got another couple of years. Yeah, but Michael J. White has been an Arrow since like season two. That's true. All right. <laughs> forget, forget I said anything. So there you go. Um, yeah, Rises pull someone. So I'm expecting someone from Rises from a CW show. Anyway, uh, so no, like every time about his performances is, is just. Like I say, electric. Like he he steals the scene every time he's in a scene, um, and like so much of that movie, like it builds up. Like because the idea that Joker and Batman don't really like it, 
like they have that one scene at the party, right? And there is actually that one awkward complaint I'll make actually. That they deleted a, a, a quick scene of him leaving the party to tell us that he left because it does feel kind of weird that he just we just as far as we're concerned, the audience he's still up there with everyone, all the guests. <laughs> when Batman jumps out the window, it's kind of weird. Uh, it's a bit weird, yeah. And I'm like, just just put the scene back in. Why did it hurt the pacing that much to see him leave? <laughs> like, yeah. But um, like. You know, but it all builds up to that. You know, the 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 truck chase, and then ultimately the interrogation. The interrogation, which many may argue is the best scene in the film, that is the the, the linchpin of the entire experience. It's up there. I I popped. See see when that light turns on. You know, because Gordon comes in, and speaks to him for a little minute, and he's giving him some shit, and he turns yeah. the light on, and you see Batman's already standing behind him. I because that that is such a Batman moment. That is such a. It is, yeah. Batman Joker moment. So I think the, the only bad thing I have to say about this scene is that the the Batman voice is arguably at its worst. Sure. <laughs> in in this sequence, which kind of takes me out of it a little bit. Joe, what's funny about it is that, like the first scene he's in the hockey pads, right? Everyone talks jokes about the hockey pads line, and yeah, that's that's what it's probably at its worst. But because I kind of get used to his voice over the course of the film, by the time I get to this scene, I'm not even thinking about it. Some about this scene. It feels worse than everywhere else in the movie. I don't know if it's because you know, oh, it's a quiet room. It's this interrogation, and I'm so tuned into it that I'm feeling it more, or if it is actually just toned up. I don't know. Do you know I love about this scene? Though? I love that this is where the ideologies actually battle. Like this is this is almost up until this point, it's just been like chaos is intercepting and, and causing chaos. Essentially, it's been, it's been theoretical. Yeah, but this is the scene where the two ideologies go head to head. And yeah. Joker tries to say it back. No, no, because because obviously up until this point, you know, Joker's been saying it's simple, kill the Batman. You know, all, all those kind of lines. Like he's he's been trying to you know quote unquote kill Batman. And obviously, is Batman really? You know, is he really though? And I'll accept that he maybe is because it's the first time he's met him. He, he's not fallen in love with him yet. You know, to to use that phrase. Yeah. Uh, but he's like, no, no, I'm not trying to kill you. How <laughs> would I do that? You complete me, it's just, like. It's just I, I got to tell them schlubs that so they'll do stuff. Yeah, they, they don't understand this because they, they, again they're about order. Uh, and he tries to say, "Now you're part of chaos as well. Like as soon as, soon as they're done with you, you, you know, you'll be ostracized as a freak because you know you're, you're a freak like me." That's, that's the line. Yeah. And this is like this scene is like such is such this lane of the landlines of like no here are the, the the you know the lines in the sand of 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 what of what the movie is of what what the the, the ideology is between both characters. Yeah, if, if for some reason you haven't been listening to Alfred, yes, this is the scene that'll tell you what you need to know. Exactly. Um, and I love how angry Batman gets. I'll, the the moment where he bashes Joker's head into the glass, when it feels like he's actually getting desperate, like the Joker's really yeah. gotten to him. Like it's you know it's like he's lost his cool and he's 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 gone angry, um, mm. because and this is the thing. Joker's loving this. He's loving that he's causing this reaction. This is this is a Batman who's not used to dealing with him yet. Yeah, it's it's an emotional reaction rather yeah. than you know the 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 organized thought out one that we usually get. And that, that's what Joker's thriving on. He's he's loving that he's causing these reactions. He's yeah. he's you know you have to save one of them. Blah 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 blah, and uh, sends them on the on the chase. Um. So no, uh, that that's uh, yeah. I, I don't think there's a single dud in, in terms of Joker scenes. There's not a single one where I can point at and go, "Nah, he was under underperformance in that one," or he didn't like do something that I I, I remember and quote or or sticks out in my mind as being phenomenal. <laughs> You're thinking really hard. I am. I just because I want to argue, even though like in principle I agree, I want to argue with you because you made such a strong statement about it. 
Here's one of my best visual images of the entire film. I, can't, I don't know. I don't think the one. The fire truck on fire. I love that image. Okay. I I think it just represents the Joker. It's like you know, it's like he he puts a fire truck on fire. Like it's just yeah. that image. Just uh, that is the chaos of the Joker right there. Um, no, I'm with you. I love it. That's gold. Um, I think that's that's part why I love the 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 opening scene. Right? Mm-hmm. Is it actually this this organized chaos? Oh sure. I mean, the, the, to be fair, the Joker, like all these big things that he orchestrates, they take a lot of planning. <laughs> like... They do. That, that's what I think. You know, we we keep talking about it's chaos, it's chaos, it's chaos, but it's it's chaos with a with a plan. Yeah, he, which he's is kind of terrifying. He's, he's yeah, he's he's doing his best to organize chaos. This is kind of insane. That that hospital stunt took planning. The boat stunt took planning. <laughs> yeah, and I think like I said, it tells you that the, the opening of the movie with the the, the bank robbery, it's. It's this chaotic thing of you know, oh hey, that bus is going to come smashing through that wall. That's that's you know, that's chaos and all these things. But no, individually, it's like everyone's taking each other out. You know, it's all planned to down to you know the the minute, the seconds. It's all completely going to plan as it should be, even though it looks to to everyone involved that you know they're all just picking each other off. Yeah, and it goes back to the end of the first film with you know the idea of escalation. You know, you wear a mask. You know blah 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 jumping off yeah. rooftops and it leads to these things and it's this idea of uh, one of the big other thematic elements in the movie is uh is do- the idea of dogs uh, there's a lot of dog imagery there's a lot of dog conversation uh you know early on batman gets bit by, the, by a dog and there's talk about oh can this, the costume withstand dogs or do a thing against yeah. cats you know all that and little joke up again at the end with the with from the joker well even just that there's like several references to it throughout the film uh uh, Joker, when he's talking to Harvey at the hospital, he says, um, I'm like a dog chasing cars. I'd never know what to do yeah. if I've actually caught one. Uh, there's the image of the Joker after he gets out of the, the police station where he's got his head out the window. It's a dog. Yeah. It's, it's a dog with his head out the window. Um, there's also, um, you know, the, the, the mobs turn, turn to a man who doesn't fully understand, you know, set the dogs on me kind of thing. I mean, Batman says that at the end, uh, or Gordon says it at the end. No, it's Batman. Batman says it at the end to Gordon, just before yeah. Gordon makes his monologue at the end. Uh, yeah. This idea of setting the dogs on people, and it's the idea that yes, the the criminals set a dog on Batman, a wild animal, because they couldn't deal with him, they didn't know how to how to handle Batman. Um, yeah, uh, you know, he had to treat him with, with you know what I say, just wild animals, right? You know, just yeah. go deal with it, like do what you can, yeah. rather than actually thinking through a plan. And they didn't understand them, obviously, and it came back to bite them. <laughs> ah, no shit. Did not go well. Did not go well. Uh, and of course, this movie did lead to like 10 other movies over the next couple of years doing the... The villain wanted to get himself captured. Here, though, completely works. This is... Yeah, it does. I. It's one of those situations where I hate it for doing it because it inspired everything else, but mm-hmm. I. But it's not its fault. No, the, from, from the perspective of this movie and the Joker's like motives, it all yeah. makes sense. Yeah. No, I've got like examples of this. You know, of also, you know I, I say all the time here, I, I kind of hate Blair Witch Project, even though it's actually a really good movie, but it started that fan footage bullshit for the next, like, <laughs> five years, and I hate it for that. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, fair. Yeah. Um, it's and, the same here. It's like, I hate it for doing it. And to be fair, like, there's been both it. good and bad movies of copy that, you know, Avengers did it even with Loki, yeah. and I like that movie yeah. a lot, but Star Trek and the Darkness also did it, and that's not so good. <laughs> We don't talk about that movie. We don't talk about that movie. Well, we will eventually when we get there in the Star Trek stuff. <laughs> hey, we're a long way off of that yet. <laughs> we got time. Right, got to talk about Cumbercan. Uh, so, 
<laughs> where was it? What was I talking about? Dogs. I was talking about the dog imagery. Dogs. Yeah. Uh, and there was definitely like, there was like a couple as well that I'm forgetting now, but the, it, it was it was a thematic little thing that was just popping up every so often. This idea of dogs and setting dogs on people and 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 that kind of thing. Um, and you know, even at the end, the police are letting the dogs out to go and try and catch Batman. Track him. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an interesting one. That I think that one is actually a really different usage of the dogs to everything else. All the rest of them are just you know attack mm. or. Uh, you know, or it's, it's references to to the the attack dogs, right? Uh, usually, whereas that one, it's it's tracking. It's actually using them in a, in an organized way. It's got a purpose rather than just uh, like a response. I mean, is this relating to like Batman? Like, much like the Joker, also being a dog of sorts, but he's more a trained <laughs> police dog yeah. versus Joker's wild Rottweiler. Uh, could, could be, yeah, if, I suppose. If you want to go with that, that yeah, I think that, that you could look at it that way. Uh, yeah, maybe. Again, the idea that no no one set him on the on the world unless you go by Harvey's you know we did by not yeah. acting kind of thing. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if you want to look at it that way, you could. Yeah, there's there's just about enough there to reach for it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless, the, the images uh, or the the themes there, it's, it's, it comes oh, up absolutely. over over again. Um, yeah. So no, um, Joker. And I love how he looks. I, I like his hair. I like the, the, the Chelsea smile with the scars. Mm. Uh, I like how erratic he is. Um, I like that we don't get any sort of bullshit origin. Oh, I love it. I love that he even plays with that. Like, he gives multiple origins. You know, we get, yeah. the, we get the drunk dad, but we also get the wife, you know. So, you yeah. know, the, I did this to myself, and now I'm always smiling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just the idea yeah, I'll tell everyone a different story, because cause he's a compulsive liar. Yeah. At the end of the movie, he almost tells a third one to Batman. He's like, Hey, do you, do you know how I got these scars? <laughs> you know, just at the end. No, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know how you got these. You know, that's that's the, yeah. the response. Um, yeah. No, I love it. It's fantastic. It's phenomenal. I've, like, I think there's almost like a, a fear that too many people try to emulate this Joker and like after the film came out and I mean, will, will it be comics or will it be the next version we get? Yeah. I think there has actually been a little bit of restraint in that regard. That's true. I mean, yeah, Suicide Squad's Joker was definitely not <laughs> was definitely they, they, not this Joker. Look, it wasn't good, but they didn't just try and rehash this one. That'd so have, I mean, that, I mean, that'd probably be a better outcome. No, no, no. It would. I'm just saying, <laughs> credit where it's due for for not just doing that. Even though maybe they should have done ultimately, but at least they didn't. Yeah. Also, there was actually a bit more detectivey stuff in this than I think we we mentioned last time because we, we said oh there's the one scene where he does the bullet thing but i felt like there was more, that middle chunk of the film when they're trying to like find them before the assassination attempts i felt like there was a lot more stuff like going to the crime scene finding the harvey in the den before the bullet like analysis and it all feels really surface level to me um in that regard though i mean that's fair. that's not the point of the movie but there's, there's definitely there as, as a texture it's definitely there sort of like it feels here, here's some more sort of batman style moments and imagery mixed in with what the movie's actually doing I guess that it never really lands for me that side of things. It's just like yeah. Well, would you just rather because... not do it at all? Like what, what, what? I almost would. I think I think the bullet scene itself works as to you know because that's some you know it's in depth. It's okay. You know we're going to test something. We're going to go through this and actually figure it out. So that works a little bit more. Also, for when me. Alfred says, "I don't think you made it loud enough." Yeah, I'll tell you this right now. The the lossless uh, audio track on the Blu-ray is goddamn loud at that. Point. It's loud enough. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I am so glad I watched this in the middle of the day, while because uh, you know, very well doesn't. I I live uh, with with neighbors below me, uh-huh. 
and um the subwoofer was not friendly <laughs> <laughs> so i am really glad it was the middle of a you know a working day and they were out uh, presumably at work because i didn't have to feel guilty i could just right let's turn it off <laughs> That's the thing, though. I think that scene, though, no matter how loud the rest of the film is, that scene sounds about five times louder. So even though I have it really loud, I still feel guilty when I get to that scene because it's like, oh, this oh, this feels... Like I said, I watched this on a Monday, I think it was. And, uh, yeah, it was like, yeah, midday Monday. I'm like, no, nah, they're all at work. I don't give a shit. This is going up loud. But, uh, I mean, if I talk about technical qualities, actually, I should probably mention the IMAX footage because... Now, when yeah. you watch this movie, especially well, unless you're watching it in DVD, but if you're watching it on Blu-ray or above, you're watching it like with a, like a sensible person. Yes, you're watching it with the IMAX scenes where the aspect ratio changes for for certain sequences. It often frustrates me. I I notice it. I notice it as well. Do, do you know the weird thing is though, and this goes for the next one because the next one has this as well on the on the Blu-ray. Um, is that bizarrely? Like, it, I thought it would bug me before I, I got the Blu-ray. And it, it did stick out. Like I noticed it when I'm watching it, and I still do. But like, I'm almost used to it happen because obviously it always happens at the same points, right? Yeah. Like I've seen it enough times this way now that it feels like no, it's supposed to change at this point. <laughs> I get that. Even now, after I mean, I don't know how many times I've seen you know this on Blu-ray now. I've you know, yeah. I've lost count. Even now, I find it's not every time it does it, but there's sometimes in particular where it feels so sudden and jarring. That it takes me out of it every time. The only time it bugs me is there's like one or two sequences, specifically when he's in Hong Kong, where it yeah. seems to flip between the IMAX camera and the regular footage. Like it's because like, all the all the stuff in the sky from yeah. the, the plane angle is is all IMAX, but all the stuff down with him and you know is is regular. Yeah, so it, it's going back and forth constantly. Yeah, so it bugs me a little bit there, but when it, when it does it like for the whole like you know truck sequence. sequence it's like yeah, yeah, yeah it's fine there's there's a few times where i don't i don't think it was that one but there's where it's doing like a, a sequence in imax and it gets to the end and then the next moment is like this quiet moment or whatever it is and the cut feels it feels like such a harsh edit even mm. though the edit itself is fine because of the asset ratio change as well it feels like a really harsh edit um and that takes me out of it at times that's fair um but i mean it's one of those things that there's not really anything you could do about it Hmm. So we talk about Joker. It's fantastic, yep. phenomenal. Uh, but you know, on a surface level, he is—it's an electric performance. Uh, he looks great. He sounds great. And on a deeper level, he—you know—he—he—he he, he suitably makes up the duality of the, the the film's main ideals and themes. Yep. Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent's a character who I liked in the movie the first time I saw it. I think I've appreciated him a lot more the more I've seen it, and especially you know the more I've looked at the themes and the more I've looked at what the film's actually about. He works better in that context. The more I've seen it, I think I agree because uh, you know, as when we brushed on him earlier, I said you know he's the most little literal representation yeah. of the themes, yeah. and I think taken, uh, you know, watching it with that perspective, I think you enjoy him a lot more. Yeah, uh, I, I think you know, I, I think he was fine the first time I watched it. Like he, he's, yeah, he's, he's he's never like oh this is weird. You know why are we do it? He's always yeah. oh this is enjoyable. Aaron Eckhart, I think, is a great bit of casting for it. I think he's very likable. He's got the right kind of. Got the right smile. Yeah, the charm for it. Yeah, and, and, uh, he, and the jawline. And the, oh yeah, don't forget the jawline. Uh, but it's he, important. He uh, like, like the first time I saw it, like, oh, I'm glad oh, this was this was some really good Two Face stuff, and I, like I appreciated that it was so quick because, given how bad they make his face look, he should be dead within a couple of days, so he can't be around for a long time because he, he, you know, he's he's dying from an infection very quickly <laughs> walking around like that. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, which by the way i mean first first that design the two-faced design when he gets gets the injury i love it yeah yeah it looks like and the effects have held up and i know it's a mixture of makeup and cg but because it's a mixture it's really held up there's there's every so often there is a moment where i look at it and the cg doesn't quite do it there's every so often where there's a moment where it's like okay it's faltering but for the most part yeah i agree because uh, I think when I watch Begins, there was definitely some shots of the the, the train or some shots of the, the narrows where like okay, this, this CG's aged a little bit. I yeah, wasn't... this isn't as bad as those, but like I said, once or twice there's a moment where I'm looking at it and going. But I, I mean, as a as a whole, the film like I wasn't feeling that in this film at all. Like this film is much more practical and stunt based, uh, as much as it can be. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. There's no like you know extra part of the city they put in. There's no, you know monorail to put in which was the stuff that stuck out the most in the last one um, yeah the big glaring things and and the, and the few times here it does use cg it, it actually does a really good job of it you know like it does yeah for, for that one scene where batman is flying through the air like there and it has to be cg so no it still looks quite good <laughs> you know, it's, it's, yeah like it's I, i'm looking at it, i can tell it's cg compared to the rest of the movie but it's as good as it's gonna get right it's it's nothing that i'm ever going to complain about that's a weird way of phrasing it, because CG keeps getting better. No, that's, I mean, it, it's as good as I would ever expect. I, I don't expect okay. perfection. I'm just saying, you know, Dawn of the Apes came, like, you know, however many years later, and was like, whoa. No, I get that, but I, I doing think... doing this now. <laughs> I think there's always a level in my head where I don't, I, I don't expect perfection. I, I expect that there's a tell, right? Even okay. even now, after like those apes movies, where I'm like, I'm sure you could probably pull off whatever you wanted, and I'll believe you. Um, with you know, with the right effects team in, in place, uh, and and that's how I feel like in in this where you know that, that flying through the air stuff, where I'm like, there's just a tell where I'm like, I know I can see it's CG, but it's so uh, everything about it's so good that I'm like, yeah, okay, it's only because I can tell, yeah, I can see this one little shimmer or something. I'm like, okay, that's CG. Just like this, as good as I think my brain will allow it to get. It doesn't stick out though. No. Because I think the way no. you, you're you're going into this so much, it sounds really negative, but I don't think it sticks out. And... I think I think it sticks out enough that I notice it when I watch it. Like cause I remember thinking it as I watched it. I was like, oh, okay, I don't see it. Because I, um, I don't think not enough, enough for to me. distract me. I, I don't think I was noticing this as much as you were. I really don't. Um, I definitely noticed it, uh, but like I say, it was it's a fleeting thought that went through my head and then was gone rather than something that stuck out and i went oh that's a bit bit rough yeah it was uh, more of a just a, oh that's cg i think in terms of any other sort of little complaints like that i mean i think yeah it's like okay i wish they could have had a bit more blood there's a couple of scenes where it feels weird that there's no blood <laughs> but other than that it's like yeah i get it PG-13. yeah they're trying to keep the rating down though, aren't they yeah you know they start with million victor gets shot is there's like no blood at all there's not even a squib and i'm like where's, where's the blood <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> uh, I just, I just, I'm just used to, I just accept it. It's fine, but yeah, you know, that's what it is. Um, but yeah, Har- Harvey, Harvey works really well as a, as a, as a representation of what the movie's about, um, as mm-hmm. a central figure for it to kind of revolve around. And then, then yeah. but you know, you have Rachel, who we've not really spoken uh, about uh, yet. Just uh, before we move from, uh? from Harvey, I think my biggest complaint is not anything that it does with him in this movie, or anything that's bad. Just more of a, you know, in terms of the adaptation levels. And sure. um, I'd say there's actually not enough duality in him. You know, the, you know, there's not enough from his character. You know, everything about him thematically is duality, but as a character, there's actually surprisingly little. 
I mean that's fine. I, I, it doesn't bother me though because I'm not I'm not I'm not really looking at it in terms of like a, a straight adaptation. I, I guess like you know he's the version of Two Face that fits this story. No, he is. He is. I just you know I, I feel like we've nitpicked about you know. Oh sure, villains but in, like it doesn't betray anything about the character though. No, it just I think it doesn't fully utilize him either, or at least anything that I feel I need in Two Face. Okay. Like I, I guess like I'm okay that Two Face is dead by the end of this movie because like I like Two Face, but he's not like the Joker, and I think he needs to keep coming back. Like you know, Two Face. Maybe I just like Two Face more than you do. Maybe you do, but I, like, like I, I love Two Face in like Long Halloween, and you know, and obviously, yeah. there's, I, you know, I love there's a couple of like you know little lifts of like moments from Long Halloween in this, which is yeah, nice. Yeah, there is. Uh, but like, I don't need Two Face to keep coming back in the same way. I, I think, um, you know, because we we recently read that Detective Comics arc with Two Face and. I feel like writers struggle to do like new Two Face stories that feel like they're doing anything different or <laughs> or interesting. I um I I a lot of my favorite Two Face stories are with Robin. Um, oh, that's fair. Because you know, again, that duality of you know Batman and Robin, you know, it's the two of them. Uh, so of course, to it fixates on the second. No, I, 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 I like that because you know obviously he's all about order. He has the coin with two heads, but then you know when the, the accident happens, he's burned. In one side, which again looks very, you know, given that we're saying there's not enough blood in some scenes, I actually think this the shot of him burning like halfway down his body is actually really brutal. Yeah, but like you know, in one side, scarred and Joker kind of convinces him to sort of give in to chaos, and he's like, "No, we'll call it 50-50. And I'm like, "Yeah, okay." Like, and I, I, I like how the the name is brought up. Actually, I, I like that he was already referred to as Two Face because he was an internal affairs yeah. officer. I thought that was a little bit of a of a you, you know. It's a little forced, a little bit of a stretch. I'm like, I'm fine with it. Whatever. It's... Oh no, I like it because for for me, like, because they said it up earlier on, right? You know, because he mentions the Gordon. Oh, they've got a name. They've got a yeah. nickname for me down at the, you know, down at the police station. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you know he he screams at him to say it, but he's making him say it because of who he is now. Like you know, he's 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 he's, he's very self aware. Yeah, he's prodding at him to say this nickname because he knows it's now ironic given his condition. Yeah. Um. And I, I think actually, that's why I slightly dislike it. If, but I, I love his performance in that scene. I love him screaming. Like, see when he says "say it," he's like "say it." Yes. It's, it's, it's yeah. this really it's sharp good. anger. Like, it's really it good. It's good. Yeah. Um, I love that. But anyway, yeah. So Rachel, we talked a lot about Rachel in the last uh, movie. We talked about Rachel uh, being kind of a weaker character, and I think she's still not a great character in this movie. Although she's far more relevant to what's going on, I think, just in terms of her purpose, and Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah does make her more gives her more personality it's, it's, i don't think she's any better written that's fair uh i think she's naturally more involved because like say you know she's actually you know, like a major part of the plot this time rather than just kind of being there in the last one i, I, uh, I just think like maggie Hall makes her gives her more charis- charisma because oh, i'll definitely because she's just a better actress she's a better actress but it's just that, that first time you see her uh not counting the the like security camera footage that bruce is looking at at one point like a creep yeah, <laughs> right in, the, in the courtroom yeah. with, with her she, she, she's yeah. sitting going like this in her chair and she's just she's looking over at maroney and she's just kind of like that and it's my chair's not a swing i can't do it properly but like yeah um like immediately she has this presence that the katie holmes never had and it's like okay there's still problems with this character, but she has more of a, an impact than she did last time. She's got a bit of an attitude in this one. Yeah. Because, but I think everything good about this character comes from Jill That's That's fair. That's fair. Um, but the idea of, this, of her picking between um, Bruce and, and, and Harvey, 
I, I do kind of like the idea that again it goes back to the the, the 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 order and chaos and the belief that batman has that he can actually end this but she kind of is already aware that he's never going to end it like it's never yeah. going to be like that um and she's going for for the white knight and you know she's torn down with him and she is ultimately she is fridged we'll use that word because it's kind of true in this case it is yeah. um i don't know if she was ever it's, interested enough to care that she was fridged but yeah it's, it's one of those things where i'm like she was and i, I and i should be annoyed that she was because she definitely was but it's the most interesting she gets as a character <laughs> right yeah i mean which which is a problem in itself she, she, she never bothers me in this one though like it's not like batman begins where i'm, I'm like annoyed by katie holmes presence sometimes no no she's she's better in this one in every way i i absolutely agree with that she's better she has chemistry with with the other actors she, she feels and i'm sure katie holmes is actually probably around the same age as christian bale and aaron eckhart or close enough but she feels more like they're, they're contemporary she feels like an actress of the same era she does she does what we're saying is we really like Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Maggie Gyllenhaal is really good. She's a really good actress. Go watch the Deuce. She's fantastic on that show. Um, yeah. but she, she's she, good in everything. She's been a lot of stuff. Uh, but she, no, she, she's um, she's better than Kate Holmes is, and she does add to the plot, even if it is to an extent the the the, the damsel side of things. But she is there more in a representative way because it's this kind of like hope Bruce has for getting out of the the Batman life, and it's this pipe dream of normalcy. Yeah. She represents that, but she understands that that's what she represents to him. She understands that that's how he's looking at her, like, oh, this is this, like, yeah, mirage it's, of... It's, it's why she, you know, writes the letter, is yeah. that she's aware that, I know how you see this, Bruce, but come on. Yeah. And Al- and Alfred, you know, again, makes the mistake, but at the same time, in the moment, it's, it's well intentioned, you know, intentioned, that Bruce doesn't need to know this. Yeah. He needs to believe this. But ultimately, he kind of falls into that mistake, and in the same way that Batman, at the end of the film chooses to you know lie to the public is that he you know alfred still kind of believes that if bruce has this hopes he will have a normal life one day he will get better he will you know have this normal normalcy but he no he but alfred also has to kind of accept that that's not happening right and again that leads yeah. to conflict in the next movie so uh you know and obviously alfred's good you know, you know him and uh, morgan freeman you know michael kane solid dependable the same, supporting right? characters. Uh, it's not too much to say yeah, no, he's there. He delivers his scenes. Like, like I say, he kind of delivers a lot of thematic lessons in the film, but he, he, he does it well. It, it, it makes sense yeah. Alfred's doing that. <laughs> yeah, it does. He's the wise old guy. Um, and then uh, Kelly Murphy's back for a cameo with Scarecrow, which I like. I like that some of the villains are ongoing. A little bit of connective tissue, even though he's not doing that much here or there. Yeah, and I like that. You know, um, he cameos in the third one again. It's a nice little, you know, running yeah. gag. Because, you know, this is the thing. Heath Ledger passing away, I, I believe completely that Heath Ledger would have been in the third film. Had In some capacity, absolutely. Um, I mean, I don't know how much the script would have changed, but to make my guess, I would say that when Bane releases everyone from Blackgate, I think the Joker would have come out with that. Yeah, I think we get it. Uh, when when Gotham's all over, we get something with the Joker there. I actually have a theory as to how they played it in the third act, but I'll save it for when we talk about okay. uh, Rises. Um, next time was that meant to be an Iron Man reference <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> I realised after I said it that's why I just sat there I was like that was weird looks over at the war machine so next time <laughs> yeah it was not intentional but <laughs> yeah it kind of was <laughs> oh dear uh, so we're not talking about uh, music's of course very good again um, although I'm actually going to say something 
uh, not negative, but just uh, controversial I, by the sounds of it. I do think out of the three films, I think this is the one where the music has the least great moments. Not that it's bad. The music itself okay. is fantastic. But I think I think of so many moments in Batman Begins. I think of so many like moments, emotional moments and stuff like that, and heroic moments and and rises. I think this one there was points in this this movie where I felt like it was doing some of the themes from Begins or new versions of them, right? But it was it was almost like why is this playing in this scene? <laughs> I, I never felt that. I'll tell you what it is though. Mm. Out of the three, so Begins is creating all these themes, and uh, we talked a lot about them last time. You know, the, all mm. these great moments. Um, I think this one doesn't create as much it builds mm-hmm. it, it does evolutions of things that we know but it's familiar i think rises does some whole new total you know totally new stuff that's really interesting exciting to look at it does um, i'm just i'm thinking so this one suffers by comparison even just a two chord thing though his main two chord thing that yeah. really only happens uh, twice towards the end there's, there's yeah. no other moments in the film and i'm not saying you have to have a quota that you fill around like it's that. um the you have it inverted with the joker stuff though Oh sure, 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 sure. You, you do, you do have the darker. I mean, Joker stuff's great. He's got this like razor blade kind of sound. Yeah, it sounds really good. It's really demonic. Uh, that's not even the right word, but no, I know what you mean. You know, like it's great. Um, again, I'm not saying the, music, the music's great. I've listened to a lot, but I think it's telling that my favorite track on the soundtrack isn't in the film. <laughs> the best piece of music created for this film was cut from the movie, and I don't know when it was meant to play. Originally, you can probably find some notes that tell you. Probably, uh, but for anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about, it's a, it's a track called uh, "Like a Dog Chasing Cards." I think the first part of it's used because the first part's just you know it is, yeah. uh, but the the actual heroic kind of like sweet that plays in the second half of that yeah. track is phenomenal, and it builds upon like you know because it, it, it's not out of nowhere, like it, it's built upon the themes that we've been using in Batman Begins, and it takes yeah. them to this heroic level, and it's such a great track, and it's a shame that it's not in the movie. <laughs> yeah, it is. I agree with that. And I, I guess what their, their argument is is that it, because of the themes of the movie, and he's not really had a chance. Because like, I would argue to a point that he doesn't really become like true Batman until the end of this film. Yeah, and I think it's down to the fact that you know, we talked a lot about how he's not necessarily winning, right? Yeah. So it doesn't want to be overly heroic because yeah. it begins, he is winning. Yeah, uh, and then obviously rises, we get some more moments. It doesn't ever, that doesn't, it never brings that music back though. Unfortunately, in rises, it does no. a lot of other great things with the music though. The, the, we get a whole the stuff with the choir that I yeah. can't wait to talk about. <laughs> oh, I love that stuff. But no, I mean the music's great though. Like, I don't, I don't want to downplay it. I just as I was watching, I was going, you know what? There's, like it's, it's fantastic, and I've listened to this score a lot. But the only like real memorable like thing that I love listening to from this this movie outside of the, that that unused track. Is probably the final scene. It's the final. I think that's fair in terms of because you want to listen to it. I think sure. in context of the scenes, I think it's always really good. Oh, sure. Even though it's not as, oh, this this is doing this right. I think it's always uh, you know heightening those emotions. It's playing up the right beats. It's yeah, spe- especially exactly. with the with the drum beat, especially with the uh, yeah that thumper 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 yeah. thing that it does. Like all that stuff, really great. Yeah, um, no, that is great. Like I say, I'm, 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 I'm merely saying that out of the three, it's probably my least favorite score, but only because the other two do some fantastic things that, like, I can point to and go, I love this and I love that and I love that. You know, no, I think I think I agree. Yeah, with that sentiment that you know, it's it's my least favorite of the three, um, but it's still pretty great. So what's left to talk about then? We have 
you know, other plot details were not really mentioned yet. Uh, you know, Batman kind of becoming the villain at the end. You know, yeah, the die hero, the lost, love long enough to see yourself become the villain. All that shenanigans. Uh, at the end, uh, it's a great scene. Telling that everyone's talked about this stuff so much that we were like, yeah, yeah, we'll get to it later. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's things that you know I wanted to focus on, and there's some things we make gloss over compared to others, and you know, I but I do like that speech at the end. Um, yeah, ending with the actual phrase, "The Dark Knight," like it's. You know, yeah, you could argue it's maybe like outside of the opening of Harvey Dent, it's maybe the cheesiest moment in the film in the sense that he's given this speech to his son. But honestly, at this point, it's earned it. <laughs> at this point, it's like, yeah, go for it. I mean, I think that's the difference is yeah, Harvey Dent's right at the start, and I'm like, eh, I don't know this character enough to for you to have you know pulled off this cheese. Hmm. Whereas here at the end, I'm like, no, this is sentimental. And yeah, for anyone who's like, because I love how dark this final scene plays out. You know, when Harvey's got the gun on Gordon's son, and you know everyone's crying, and Batman shows up. It's the, the music that's plays. It's just the evil theme, the version of like Harvey Dent's theme mm. is playing. And like some people, it's another example people like to bring up. Oh, technically, he killed Harvey Dent because he dove at him and you know he fell off the thing. This is the out, out of every example you could bring up from this trilogy. This, this is, is the sketchiest one. This is the one that I I don't even have an ounce of a problem with. He dives to save the kid. Harvey Dent falls. He does not go out of his way to kill Harvey Dent. Not even remotely. He no, dives to save a child. There's um, at best it's manslaughter. <laughs> the, 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 I, I, I will not entertain this this scene being discussed in this way. No, no I won't no, have it. it. I will. I will maybe give you manslaughter. <laughs> Accidental manslaughter. Yes. Um, yes. It, it, it doesn't kill him. He, he, like you say, he, it's he saves. He's saving someone, not killing someone. Also, Batman survives that fall as well. Harvey only dies because he's already like got half his face burned off. <laughs> yeah, Batman is wearing some, you know, some pretty hefty body armor. It's not like he's just caped to break his fall in this case. He just kind of falls. No, I know, but I mean, if you're on a bike, you wear a helmet. Sure. <laughs> That's, that's much less of a fall though than this is. The, 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 the point is the same. It's it's protective. It helps. It cushions the blow. Oh yeah, sure. I'll put you in body armor with a helmet and I'll toss you over over a fifty story building. We'll see if you survive the fall. I think fifty is a bit excessive. I, f- we'll I feel like goes. having the hard shell would actually even make it worse because it would collide harder. <laughs> that's only one way to find out. Well, you're, you're volunteering. Good. Um... <laughs> For science. <laughs> For science. <laughs> uh, but uh, um, I actually used to be I remember watching Dark Knight with friends. Uh, you know, soon after it came out, and it's when they go to tell. Uh, they never actually name him Bullock, but I just think of him as Bullock because he's like the the sort of the the slightly chubbier <laughs> cop who's kind of more okay, hard hitting. Yeah. Um, he uh, goes to tell uh, Gordon's family about his death when when it's faked. And yeah. the, you know the mum says, "I'll oh, go play with your sister." And I went, "Yeah, go play with Batgirl." And like all my friends, are like, "Wait, what?" I'm like, "Yeah, Barbara, got you. his daughter's Batgirl." And, yeah, this little dude's a sociopath, and this little dude's going to grow up to be a serial killer, which I don't think is canon inside the Dark Knight universe, but it does make it does make me laugh to think about that in the yeah, comics he grew up yeah. to be a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, that hadn't happened yet. <laughs> that hadn't happened yet. No, uh, but no. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I mean. Uh, I'm trying, I'm trying. Well, you know, while since we've not talked, because there's so much in this movie. This is it. How long do you want to go on this? Because if we just sit here and go through every scene, 
Yeah, we could be here all night. I like the the visual of all the the, the crowd scattering at the assassination because the, the, they've got the funeral for Loeb and it's the, the, yeah. they're having the march. You know, and the gunshots all go off and they all scatter. So it's almost like the the best visual representation of the chaos because they're just all just dark. Yeah. It's panic. Just panic. Yeah, it's panic. Yeah. So. Uh, I really, really like that. I also just a little moments I want to mention. I, I love when Joker's talking to Billick when he's sitting in the cell, and he's you know he's like, you know I've killed six of your friends. You know how many of your friends have I killed? And he's like, oh you've killed six of my friends. Like, you know some people say you don't really know who a man really is until you've until he's done on the verge of death. Would you like to know which of your friends were cowards? Like I love yeah. that line. That's good. I love it so much. Um, do you also say about Dark Knight is that it holds up in a way that. I don't think I was expecting. Like, I, I was going to think, I'll, I'll love this. I'll really love it, right? But I'm going to see more flaws in it than I did last time. And I'm going to, like, have more things no, to I, say. I agree, because that's how I came out of Batman Begins. Hmm. Where, still love that movie, obviously. Uh, but I came out with a couple of extra nitpicks that I never had before. I'm like, okay, there's just a couple of things. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 no movie is perfect. And yes, the things that aren't perfect are Gordon's fake death. Uh, you know, one or two, you know, that cheesy moment with Harvey Dent. Yeah, the um, bike. Not the, I don't agree with that one. Uh, the city not feeling the same city as the first one. Like, these, these are the things I would say, yeah, these are the things that don't quite add up. But in what the movie's doing, and what and its battle of ideals that it's, it's dealing with between the two characters and everything that it builds up to, the way the Joker literally forces his way into the plot as if, you know, it's, the movie wasn't about him. And he's like, no, 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 no. Look at me, I'm the Joker, bitch. I'm the Joker, yeah. Like, the movie's about me now. Um, yeah. the way that works, you know, that, that that video he sends in, you know, the look at me, you know, that, that yeah. moment. Love it. All that stuff's great. Um, but the reason why I think it holds up beyond just having a really good version of the Joker, be, be, beyond just having a really good core plot and the action being very good, and the action always serves the plot, uh, serves the, the story. The story is never serving the action. Like, the action becomes because it because it is a is a punctuation point on the story that's being told. In terms of the, the actual action, still probably the weakest element of the movie. Uh, obviously, we spell out this in the beginnings with Nolan's action is clearly not his strongest point. Um, I will only... In hand-to-hand fight, sure, but... Uh, yeah, that's I, what I mean. I'm thinking the truck chase, so that's fantastic. Oh, no, no the, the truck chase, but I'm, I'm talking about the, the actual fighting. Oh, sure, okay. Yeah, it's probably the weakest element. Yeah, it, it even just symbolic the idea of that bit at the end where... He's having to fight the police because the police are going to go in guns blazing, but they don't realise that the Joker's got all the the hostages looking like the swapped, yeah, the the the, 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 the hostage takers essentially, yeah, um, the doctors. So Batman has to like come in. And I almost like that as representing representing Batman's whole thing, where he comes in and redirects what the system's supposed to be doing in the first place. Like you know, it was it was broken and going after the wrong people. It was broken and not working. Yeah, uh, no, and, I'm with you. You know, and they they realise that of course by the end, uh, but. Uh, yeah, so no, but the movie like it's about something. It, it nails what it's about, and every time I watch it, I like get more from it because like it, there's there's layers, there's subtext. The characters represent things. Um, it holds up. It holds up in a way that I I don't think I was expecting it to be this 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 bulletproof essentially. <laughs> no, I'm with you. Um, I was like, like I said. After Begins, and I kind of came out slightly lower than I had been, you know, a few years ago. I was expecting to feel the same about this, and then I didn't. It kind of surprised me. Yeah. I, th- I think, objectively, after we do Rises, and obviously we'll save what we think of Rises until we watch it and talk about it, but I think, objectively, I think at the end of this, we're going to say that this is objectively the best film of the three. 
Yeah, it might not necessarily be our favorite, but objectively, probably. It's fantastic. It, it, it is essentially pretentious to say, but it is actually it is a work of art. It just is. Um, yeah. And people can you know people can love you know the Marvel movies more. People can love other movies more. I don't They're think wrong though. I don't think, like, sure, you can love those more if you want, but I, I don't think they're on the same level as this in any way, shape, or form. I, I think those what, are what? good adaptations of what they're, they're, they're adapting, and that's great. I don't think they're good films in the way that Dark Knight is. I have a question just to kind of be about that. And even, what, for the most part, even the way Batman Begins is, to be honest, but yeah. certainly Dark Knight. What would you say is the, the general consensus on the quote-unquote best Marvel film is? The best? Which, would you say is the, yeah, yeah, in terms of in, in in the same way that we say objectively, this is probably the best of the trilogy. What 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 do you think is considered the best of the the Marvel movies in that same regard? There's a lot more of them, so it's a bit more varied. But I would say the ones that always pop up are Winter Soldier, Guardians One, uh, and now Infinity War. Yeah, none of them are on this level. <laughs> and I like all three of those. I love all three of those movies, but I, I don't think they're even in the same stratosphere as this. Yeah. Um, and you can, you can you can say that's pretentious. You can say whatever you want, but it's someone. It's someone like obviously I'm a comic book nerd. We're both comic book nerds, but I'm also a film nerd. And I was a yeah. film nerd before I was a comic book nerd. I I don't think any of the, the those other movies that we just had the the filmmaking and the thematic relevance that this movie does. I'm going to use another pretentious word. Go on, gravitas. That is pretentious. Yeah, it's a really shit. pretentious word. <laughs> you douche. <laughs> But this movie has gravitas, damn it. It, it does, yeah. It has gravitas. I'd, I'd apologise for, you know, going, oh, this is better than those movies. But screw it, it's Batman month. If I can't say it now, when the hell can I? <laughs> it is Batman month, exactly. I, like, it, it's, just, it's operating on a different level. And like, it is fine if you don't love it as much as those other movies. Like, I'm not saying you have to agree. I'm not saying you it's have to... It's preference, right? Yeah, it's, it's preference. But, like, no way, shape, or form am I, am I ever going to watch, like... <laughs> like Avengers Age of Ultron and go yeah this is on the same level as the Dark Knight and I, I, and I say that as a massive Joss Whedon fan I'm not like whereas it is, the funny thing is, is, is I think Whedon's best work such as the hit television show Buffy the Vampire Slayer like I think there's an argument to be made in that show that that does have the, the, the weight that something like the Dark Knight does when you look at it as a whole and you actually analyse it because there's a lot of great things in that show thematically yeah there's a lot of time to do it there's a lot there's a lot more time to do it and there's obviously stinkers so I mean that's where you say, like, do, do you detract from it because it has an episode like Bad Eggs I mean that's really up to you it's your personal opinion um, but so the, the, the point I'm getting is I think Dark Knight is still head shows above I, I think you know we've not done a top superhero movies list yet and I'm sure we will do it at some point um, this is going to be up there isn't it this is going to be up there, and if we're if we're saying it's superheroes and not comic book characters, then I think Unbreakable for me is also somewhere up in that. Okay. Higher. I mean, it, it, it's not quite as high for me. We, we you know we went over that when we did that. Sure, 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 sure. But and see the argument. I mean, yes, I, I expect you to overrate the Incredibles when we get to that discussion, but that's okay. Overrate. I'm telling you, that's coming right now. Joe's Joe's jo jo funny about that conversation because I know you like the second one a lot as well. As I saw a lot of people not have that opinion in the second one. I've not seen it yet, but I saw a lot of people say that they were disappointed in the second one versus the first. And I was just I, I, I thought of you and I sort of giggled. I went, oh, not everyone agrees with me. No, I, I, I know, I know, it's not as universe uh, as the first one is. Um, hey, I love that one. Worked for me. 
with what it was doing in terms of its themes and, and the way it played with that. And here's the, here's the thing about this this trilogy as a whole as well. It's really about this film specifically in the middle is that yeah the adaptation elements aren't a hundred percent. But here's the thing: it doesn't feel like it's embarrassed by what it's adapting either, and it also anything that it's changed, it's changed so that it works in what it's doing because it, they've got a story, they've got a. Yeah, I, no, I say this all the time, not so much with comics, I say it all the time in terms of uh, adapting novels, right? Mm. You can't just adapt exactly what is on the page and put it on the screen. They're different mediums. Yeah. That, that, uh, of course, that applies to comics as well. This is a film first, and again, this is pretentious, but this is a film first, and that it's about Batman. It just to be based on comics, yeah. yeah. It's it's a film first, and and this is not. And you're going to say, yeah, but you said uh, Batman Returns is a Tim Burton film first, and I'm like, yeah, this is still a Batman movie. <laughs> it's it's not it's not shying away from that, but yeah. it is a film. It is a is a film with a as with a point, with a story, with a message, and it's it's about something. It's about ideals. It, it, we even talk about terrorism, which is it's also about. It's also you know a post nine eleven film uh, with oh, the joke of terrorizing the, the, the city, like, yeah. and the idea of like not not you know going below a standard like still being who we are because what's the point of winning if we if we lower ourselves to their standards kind of thing right those those yeah, are in there. and i think you know all the stuff with the the phone stuff really pays into that is oh, yeah not giving up your personal freedom for the you know just for the fight on terror it's not necessarily worth it right but, you know but yeah you but also you know, not... you know, lucius and, and bruce in that scene it's kind of representing government sure yeah and also not changing your heart again at its core, this, then the, the chaos versus order, all this stuff it can be boiled down to it's a film about someone not jeopardising what they believe in. Yeah. No matter how hard it gets. And that is why the Batman should never kill the Joker, you bunch of heathens. Because he should not jeopardise that. Because if he does, then he's not the Batman anymore. And, and if you I, think that, go read a goddamn comic. <laughs> and some comics are bad. Some comics like to try and give him loopholes constantly and it always bugs me. Don't read those ones. Yeah, it always bugs me. Um, and again, this trilogy isn't not guilty of of doing some weird loophole moments. It does do it, but it yeah. it never it's never like the other movies where he's like gleefully killing people and like trying to do it. He has a he has a an opinion here as a stance, and I buy into it. I buy into who who he is. He feels Damn. in character. He feels more like the Batman in this than he does in any of the other live action movies. Uh, and. You know, I I saw a great uh, video actually talking about Batman v Superman just to just to compare this to a lesser. Did, what? Why did you just sully this discussion? <laughs> to a lesser thing uh, about how Batman v Superman actually has nothing to say. Uh, like it I could have told that... you that you didn't need to watch a video for this. <laughs> no, no, no I, I knew that as well, but specifically with the characters. Yeah, we're talking about how Batman represents this and the Joker represents that, yeah. right? Batman v Superman. You got Batman and Superman. And then to an extent, you've got Lex Luthor. And all three of them only just, like, it's all about, no, my way is the right way, and that's it. That's all, of, all three of them, that's all they're basically fighting for the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's no nuance, there's no, like, battle of different ideals. It's not, because Batman and the Joker in this, they have completely different ideals. But you watch Batman v Superman, they're both hypocritical, angry assholes. There's no, there's and, no... And there is a, <laughs> and, and in concept of, Hey, no, they have different ideals in the way that they they tackle the problem in different yeah. ways, right? Th there's something you can do there, like absolutely. That movie just doesn't do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I won't miss an opportunity. And so it's funny because we're not we're not doing Batman v Superman this month, right? We're not doing that. 
I do think eventually someday there's going to be a thing. There's going to be something we do that looks back on Batman v Superman because ultimately I can't resist one day tearing it to shreds with like a proper Again. A- analytical eye. Yeah, but the, the no, last it's time... true, because we- it was so emotional. It was like, we just got out of it. We were angry. It was swearing. It was full of things. Like, I do love the idea of sitting down, watching it again. Um, well, I don't, I don't look forward to that part. But Here's the question, though. <laughs> do you think you can watch it again and not be angry? <laughs> I mean, I'll get angry, sure. I'll get angry. But... <laughs> I'll, get... <laughs> I'll get angry, but... I can, I can sort of look at, analyze it, and actually, okay, what are the the core problems here beyond just I'm mad because they've they've ruined like all the characters. I mean, beyond the fact that it, uh, uh, theatrical version, because I've not seen the yeah, other yeah, version. Yeah. Beyond the fact they didn't have goddamn establishing shots. Yeah, so the technical things are there too, um, and that's that's again going back to Dark Knight. Like, there's there's great cinematography in this. There's there's exciting <laughs> there is. sequences. There's there's fantastic visuals of a, uh, you know. It, yeah, I don't, I don't know why I'm talking about. It. I, just, I just I felt I felt like ruining this discussion. I felt like bringing it up to just sort of just you know, like we can't have this discussion. And do you know what I love about it? I love that people who like Batman v Superman like to argue that it does have themes and it's like that's oh, too deep. People don't understand it. That's why people don't like it. It's because it's, 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 it's people actually argue this. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There's people who love that film and think oh the critics hated it and people shit on it because they're too dumb to understand what it's actually about. What do they think it's about? <laughs> Genuine question. They think it's a deconstruction, maybe, of superheroes? I don't know, maybe? Do they realise to of Superman? do a deconstruction, you have to understand the thing first? I don't know. The Jarapess represents humanity? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. About the you forgot about the Jarapist. The Jarapist is the thing. I, I had genuinely forgotten about the Jarapist. <laughs> oh. oh dear. Also, the mayor of Gotham's uh, Nestor Carbonell from Lost. Uh, I, 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 that cheered me up when I saw him. <laughs> Just oh. uh, Richard from Lost. If you like, with his character name. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I think we're pretty much done. Uh, well, if if we're at the point now where you're deciding to rip on BVS, I yes, think we're done. We're probably done. Now it's not to say that we've hit everything we could have talked about in this film because there's there's definitely more. But I mean, we just like bookended it with you know a handful of things there at the end, which is like, yeah, we could have talked about this, 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 and this. <laughs> yeah. But you know, we've we've been here what well, nearly I, an hour and a half. Do, do, well, just to wrap up then, like I think the reason why I wanted to start and mainly focus on the idea of like order vs chaos and the idea of Batman, it's a, it's a battle of ideals, right? It's because to me, one of the things I love about Batman as a character is the is is the idealism of him. It's the idealism of not giving sure. up what he is, because it's the sort of thing that everyone always says, "Oh, I should just kill people. I should just do this." I'm like, no, 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 no. He should not give up. And the idea that he has the strength not to give up, much like Superman in a way. This is what this is actually what connects them. This is what makes them similar. That's the hardest thing they have to do is endure that, but they do endure that. And they hopefully, in turn, inspire people to not give up what they believe in. Yeah, that's what the film's about, and that's that's kind of why it works as a as a superhero movie for 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 the audience because he's not saying that everyone should go out and like train for years and be crime fighters and dress up as bats or whatever their animal they desire. What it's teaching you, what it's trying to inspire the audience to do, is not give up what they believe in when they know something is not right. That is what yeah. the movie's about. And not giving it. in and just saying, no, screw it, because it's too hard, so chaos. 
There you go. That's my. That's my. That's how I feel watching BPS. <laughs> I have to watch Batman versus Superman. Alfred, what should I do? Enjoy, Master Wayne. <laughs> I'm not gonna hit me. You can be the hero that the audience deserve. Oh, oh burn that movie down like Alfred did that forest. <laughs> like Joker did that pile of cash. Uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Oh, dear. All right, are we rating it? What are you rating, uh, Dark Knight? Uh, screw it. It can have the 10. Yeah, it's a 10. I'm giving it a 10. It's 10 out of 10, baby. It's 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 one of those, yeah, of course, it's a 10, right? It's it's almost a boring answer. Do you know what's funny, is. though? It's because I, I seriously, because I hadn't seen it in like five years, I, I thought I was going into it. I was like, oh, I'm going to come out of this sort of downgrading it a little bit because maybe some elements haven't aged as well. But no, no, this holds up. It holds up. Everything that was good about this in 2008 is still fantastic today, if not yeah, better. And sure, the nitpicks that were there are still there, but like, not no movie's perfect. No movie doesn't have those things. But it just it makes you feel the right things. It, it, it does. It's about, it's about the goddamn Batman, which is something that I don't think the first four films were... Actually, no, but you know what? I'll give Batman Forever credit. Technically, that movie was about Batman. It just did it very poorly. <laughs> <laughs> but the others weren't. Yeah. Also, can I point out, uh, I, I was thinking of this the other day, the love interest from Batman and Robin is the only love interest in any of the movies who didn't discover that he was Batman and get to visit the cave. She got shafted. She's the only one who didn't get that. <laughs> because it happens yeah. in Batman with uh, Basinger, happens with uh, uh, Selina Kyle. Well, she doesn't visit the cave, I don't think, but she, you know, she finds out he's Batman. Yeah. Uh, Forever, Nicole Kidman finds out he's Batman. Rachel finds out he's Batman. And Batman v Superman didn't have a love interest. <laughs> so Barely had a Batman. <laughs> Barely had a Batman. That's true. Um... <laughs> also, I think when Alfred calls the uh, the Batpod the Batpod, is that the only thing in this whole trilogy that's that's called the Bat something? Out loud? I think it might be. Maybe the cave. Maybe someone calls it the Bat Cave at some point. I don't think they did in the last movie, though. Then so the last movie. Unless they do in the next one. I can see Alfred calling it the Batcave, because, again, with the right Sark from him, it sounds right. Yeah. And not silly. Oh, you might be right. The, the, I mean, the, the Batwing's just called the Bat, but, that, again, that's Lucius kind of cracking a joke. Um, yeah. Also, I love when he brings up the sonar thing, and Bruce is like, sonar, just like a, like a submarine, Mr. Wayne, like a submarine... Because, to me, that was me and you. I was like, oh, Sonar. Just like, and then you're like, no, you're not doing it. You're not making the pun. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> it's very relatable. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> Okay. Uh, Dark Knight. So we got one left. Yeah. We got Dark Knight Rises left. So we'll have that for you um, next week. So you can look forward to that. Um, which of course is probably the most interesting of the three in the sense that it's the one that's the most uh, divisive of the three. It is, yeah. So uh, we'll see exactly where we come down. We'll see where we come down because again, going into begins in Dark Knight, I thought, well, I feel differently because it's been such a long time since I've seen them. I know how I felt last time I watched Rises. Mm-hmm. Will I feel the same now? I, yeah. I genuinely don't know. So we'll uh, we'll find out next time. So uh, Dark Rises, Dark Rises is coming. 
Uh, this has been Dark Knight. Let us know what you thought of Dark Knight, of course, in the comments below. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the show and the channel and everything we do here and keep the shows coming, you can go over to patreon.com slash mailfuzztv. Uh, we can support us for as little as a dollar per month. Uh, for the dollar, you do get some stuff early, including these uh, 121 Influx reviews. You also get um, an exclusive once per month. Uh, we do an almost cancelled extra or 121 extra, which is like a movie or TV uh, discussion show so we do one of those per month we kind of swap between the two of them uh, and just starting this month actually there's a bonus screams after midnight again exclusive to patreon at the one dollar tier so uh, by all means go over and have a look and see if you're if you fancy any of that but mostly you just get a nice warm mildly fuzzy feeling in your stomach for for supporting us and you can feel happy um so and if, if you disagree with us and you love like batman returns and think it's better than the dark knight you can Say that. That's cool. We'll we'll entertain it. I'll I'll I'll, I'll crack some jokes. I'll tell you you're crazy. But I mean, a uh, friend of the show, James, <laughs> might happen to think that a certain Batman movie from the the last set is the best. He does love He's Batman a forever. A lot. Fool, but he, really he does, does love it, and he is somewhat genuine in his love. Yes. So, I mean, we do encourage other opinions as much as we'll sit and joke about uh, making fun of you. And we will make fun of you, but it's out of love. It's out of... I mean, I make fun of Connor all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, you know. Uh, but yeah, so uh, check all that stuff out. Um, do I want to promote something else at random that we do? Um, comic books. If, you, if you're listening to this, you may like you know Batman, you may like Batman comic books. Every week we do a comic book podcast called Comics from the Multiverse. Me, Connor, and Matt talk about the, the newest comic books. That come if, out. if this is uh, live on YouTube, this it, it might be this week that is Detective Comics 1000. E, maybe. Maybe. I'd have to look it's at this the week calendar. Week or next week, I think. Right. Really think about it. Um, Either yeah. way, it's soon or just yeah. happened. Yeah, well, we do a Detective Comics 1000 special. Yes, that, that's happening. Because that's a big deal. On Comics for the Multiverse. So, there you go. Uh, but that is us. So, thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching movies, guys. And if you can get it, it's always nice to have diplomatic immunity.